Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined this morning by uh, Johnny Awesome. Hello. How are you? Very well, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us here in Southend-on-Sea. I know, I can see the sea. We can actually see the sea out, out of the, the studio. Window. It's quite exciting. <laughs> um, I think it's the sea. I think Southend might be one of those places that's called Southend-on-Sea, uh, but most of it is not the sea. I think it might be the Thames Estuary. But, hey, that doesn't sound good, does it? Southend-on-Thames Estuary. So, fair play. No, if that's what you want to cut yourself, that's fine by me. Uh, so, if you're up and about this morning, uh, 8.12.15 is the text. Uh, we'd like to have a little morning moan, Johnny, just... Uh, because I think it's a good leveller, Sunday mornings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I used to present uh, breakfast radio in the week, Monday to Friday, the, the, the guy who was in charge said to me, uh, never moan about being up early because you've got a good job. Uh, right. Here on the radio yeah. for four hours, yeah. you're done by ten. You can go back yeah. to bed or whatever you need to. The people listening to you, uh, they're going to jobs for a long day. Maybe they're in a job they don't like or whatever. So never moan about being up at, in, this early in the morning. But on a Sunday, I think it it levels us all out. Absolutely. I'd let the Queen have a moan about getting up this early <laughs> on a on a Sunday. So uh, if you are up and about this morning and you want to have a little moan, why are you up? What's uh, what's go- it's mainly kids and animals and stuff like that but you'll find people have got some mad things that they uh, they get up for so uh, drop us a text 8 12 15 on the text jason manford absolute radio so people are up and about already moaning that's what we like we well like. you've asked them to i know so. i like it johnny <laughs> i like it i love a moan he said that as if it was like oh, like i was having can't a believe go it people are moaning <laughs> yeah when you just went yet to contact only, us if you wanted to only three minutes ago <laughs> did i ask for it uh, no, I, I like. I think it's very British to have a moan about something you can't do anything about as well. Yeah, yeah, we like it. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, big fan of. That. I moaned yesterday. Uh, this is my big moan yesterday. I was in a taxi, and there was somebody uh, parallel parking on this uh, one-way road in front of us. Cost me one pound eighty. <laughs> they took that long. <laughs> parallel parking. I, w- I just watched the meter going up. Oh, you could have charged them. There was a moment where I thought maybe I'll get out. Walk past them, ring another taxi on the other side of that yeah. car. It was getting to that point. Yeah. Uh, so I like having a moan. I think it's very British. Yeah. I so, want to have a moan about the hotel I didn't stay in and had to go and stay in another one, but I'm not sure. I've, got, I've oh, no, that's that, fine. Yeah, we can. Do, we'll, we just won't call, we mention the name. Them, no. But it rhymes with <laughs> shark fin. Right, got you. And we're in South End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I, my hotel, um, I, I booked it. Yeah. And uh, when I got there, um, they were saying that you've not, it's not booked. Right. I, but I had my thing, you know, on my phone. You had the email, in. yeah. Cool, confirmation. And they said, oh, well, it's not sort of matched up with the thing, whatever. Right. So basically... Not they your said problem. They wanted to give me the price of what it would be to just wander in there on a Saturday night. I don't think so. Like a, over a barrel price. Yeah. And uh, I said, no, I'm paying this price. And um, they wouldn't they wouldn't do it, so this went on for a while. Yes, yeah, of course. Took my things. I went out in a proper huff. Yeah, I bet you did. And I went to. Um, right then, I'll stay somewhere. Oh, there is nowhere else. But <laughs> well, there was a little bit of that. I thought if yeah. I have to go back in, tr- pulling this case and carrying this guitar, <laughs> I'm going to look like a right plonker. But uh, no, and I went to another hotel, a well-established chain, and they were lovely and Good. They sorted me out. Can we and name ch- that chain? And cheap? Yeah, or not? Of course. Uh, yeah, so Premier Inn, oh, well. which I think, is that Lenny's brand? That is Lenny's brand. Thank it, you, Lenny. It's, you it's, took me in last night. It's comedian friendly. It is. <laughs> it's comedian Mate, friendly. It is. And, well, um, yeah. yeah, like I say, I'm not going to mention the other one. but uh, Cracking breakfast as well, which you probably missed. But, uh, well, I don't know about you, but I like to start my day with a cookie yes, and that's a, what a that's, coffee. That's and that's what, what I've just been given from producer Chris. Yes, so well, Chris I'm is happy, like, he, he does happy. that. He brings bananas and cookies in just to yeah. freak us out. Uh, so, 8.12.15 is the text this morning. If you're up and about, uh, what, I'll tell you what annoys me about that, Johnny, is that 
to the member of staff there who saw you, it makes no difference. What what price you pay? Well, this is it. That's annoying. This is it. And I mean, I, I didn't. I managed to keep it in. I didn't say, "Do you know who I am?" I'm going on the radio in the morning with Jason Did you not? Manford, the superstar. I didn't do that because I thought I totally would you know have done what? that. I'm going to just be like a normal, you know, yeah, it's citizen, nice to, it's member nice of to the play public, it down, isn't it? Yeah. But no, there was no help there. There was no help there. I was actually, I was actually uh, very disappointed because I thought, I'm well, not, I'm not trying on, you know, parking like, south south end. We're not happy with you. <laughs> I'm annoyed at that. I'm not. I'm annoyed. Craig, there's another hotel that rhymed with shock. And it yeah. wasn't that one, but, but you were right. It yes. was that one. Uh, Jay Rosser is up at about this morning. Uh, I was up at six, uh, as was my three-year-old. Decided to get uh, to get up, and I have to work at ten. That's annoying when you've got to get up twice, oh, one with the kid yeah. and then for work as well. Yeah. Uh, but they're still quite jolly about it. Have a good yeah. day, everybody. Mm. That's nice from Jay. Uh, Nat Thomas. The blooming cat has figured out that when the baby gets up, we get up. So at 5.30 every morning, she scratches on her bedroom door to wake the baby. That's great. That is sinister, that's isn't it? All, that's a bit Planet of the Apes in a way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's, that's like, like something's really, you know, coming alive there, thinking about things in a, in a human way. Thinking out of the box. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I've always yeah. found cats creepy. There's something creepy about cats. Like, like with a dog... If you like dies, like if you if you die, like a dog would lie down next to you and just die as well. Mainly because they're thick, but they would they would they'd be like, oh, what's the point? Because I love this person so yeah. much. A cat would be thinking, oh, how long before I can eat him? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the cat for you. Uh, I'm, I'm with cats actually. Oh, you're a cat yeah, person. Yeah, I go cat. Yeah, I, I, I better I than dogs. A cat. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I think I think if you you know the cat lifestyle, what do they do? They sleep. Which you know, there's with, no with, loyalty there. With two children under five, mm. the, the thought of being an animal that just sleeps <laughs> yes. looks good. Oh, don't get me wrong. Basically, I'm... goes out at night. It's like they've got it sorted. Oh, Come on. absolutely. But as a pet, as a friend, as a friend, they're a terrible friend. Yeah, they are a bit. Um, they definitely Fickle. look down their noses at. Exactly. Though, and they've only got little noses. <laughs> looking after them. <laughs> yeah, I give you that. Eight twelve fifteen on the text. If you're up and about, Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. John Mellencamp on Absolute Radio. I'm slightly disappointed. I, I, I first heard that song about two years ago and uh, thought I'd just discovered it myself. I didn't realise it was on uh, a proper radio station. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed. It's like, oh, I thought, I was, thought I'd found a cool song. But anyway, no, I'll get over it. I'll be fine. Uh, so uh, we've asked uh, four people what they're, what, why they're up, what they're doing this morning at this ridiculous hour. Uh, Kate is trying to get Weetabix off the kitchen table. Oh, that is not a good job, is it? That's like the the sort of food equivalent of cement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like cement. I mean, it just I mean, goes like that. Yeah, it is one of them. Like you sometimes. I mean, the thing with the the old uh, Weetabix is that um, it will eat the milk faster than you. That's the problem. It's tough. Good. Yeah, it will. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You leave the room. It's about and it'll come back three and times. It's one size. of those ones where you know, as as a dad, if uh, a bowl. Of finished Weetabix doesn't get put in some water or you know or washed up yeah. at that point and just gets left on the side. It's like, well, I think we all know how this is going to play out. Well, now we've got to throw that bowl away. Yeah. What's the point? That has na- that has <laughs> also. Go and put it in the Weetabix bowl bin. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm up early on a Sunday to catch it. This is somebody else. I'm not saying this. Right. You know why I'm yeah. up early. I can uh, see you. Yes, uh, Nicola. This is in good old Wigan. She says I'm up early on a Sunday to catch a train to see my friend Rory that I haven't seen in nearly a year. The sun is shining and Absolute Radio is on, so that I've got nothing to moan about. So I'm not sure why Nicola's texted in because that is not what I asked for. No, we don't do that section. No. 
Nicola, fine. Enjoy your trip. Come Hope. back to us, Nicola, when, when the train's like held Yeah, up. Rory stood, stood you up. Or you Rory's text to say, oh, I'm feeling great, actually. Can we do it next week? <laughs> yeah. Then, then come in and we can slag him off. That's what we're after. That, that's <laughs> what we're after. Um, another cat uh, text here, Sonny. My cat has sussed. I get up for work at 5.30 every morning and has started licking my feet to wake me up when I'm off. That's horrible. Yeah. Again, and you're and you and you say they're better than dogs. I'm not having yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's, I've heard it's dangerous ground to go into the whole cat and dog thing when you're on any kind of. National. Oh, really? Do people get yeah, quite defensive about so, it? Yeah, so yeah. So I'm just going to be a real fence sitter and say I love both cats and dogs. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to leave it to you that to, dogs to take are, the heat. Are, are massively better, <laughs> and cats are a word I can't even say on the radio at this hour. Uh, but not a fan. Not a fan of the cat, and I had two cats for many years. In fact, when I, when me and my ex-wife were divorced, there was literally no argument from me. I was like, have them. Like there right. was no one, and we had two. We could have had one each. I was like, have them. Absolutely not, not a problem. They're yours. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, the, what I like about dogs is that every so often, uh, they'll give you a little wink. All right. That's what I. I it, there's something slightly humanoid about yeah. the dog's wink. It'll just give you a little wink, one of them, and you think. And it's almost there's a warmth to it. Yeah. There's a warmth to the dog wink. Yeah. You'll catch it eye, catch its eye. It'll give you a little wink, and it's almost like it's saying, "I love you." Do you know what I mean? Saying, oh, "You know all the things you do when you get up and take me for a walk and you feed me." That, that's all appreciated in that one wink. Where's the cat, Johnny? The cat sometimes winks. I remember my cat used to wink at me. And there was something slightly sinister, almost like he was going, just watch your back, mate. All right. Plotting something. Watch your back. Yeah. Watch your back. Remember that dead mouse I brought you the other day? You said you you, you, you kept saying it was a gift. It was a warning. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm capable of. Okay, so just watch yourself. That's the thing with a cat. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, what, what's, have you got cats or have you just got kids? I've got kids at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, cats could be the, the next step, I reckon. What's uh, How old are your kids? Uh, one and four. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. so the... Well, actually, zero and four, but yes. it sort of feels weird saying that. He's about to be one. He's zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So 11 it's just funny, isn't it, to 11 think of months. zero. Yeah, but I don't know. The month thing, I just, you know, you, yeah. of, you hear people moaning about it going, just tell me how old he is. Don't tell me it's like, oh, he's... He's, 30, he's 32 months. Yeah, no, I know you, you know, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't want to do any maths. But just I'm tell me more complicated just trying to <laughs> <laughs> not do that. Than so what, you're the, used to the early mornings? I am, yeah. You're used to this? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot well. of people get... Because what I've noticed on the text is, because my kids are six and under as well, so they, um, what I've noticed from the people who get in touch every morning on a Sunday is that it do, you think, oh, once they get to sort of eight or nine or ten maybe when they start sleeping properly and yeah. longer and... Um, that it stops but no no there's like uh, people getting up uh, this morning uh, Claire says morning Jason I was up at 6.30 this morning with my 13 year old son George because he's off to blow his cornet at the National Youth Brass Band Championships that's in it Manchester. isn't it the clubs and things kick oh, in don't they it starts if it's not karate it's cornet blowing exactly it, it's it's non-stop you become taxi service yeah. so uh, 8, 12, 15 on the text if you're up and about this morning you've still got another 5 or 6 minutes to have a good old moment Jason Manford Absolute radio. Paul McCartney. Crikey. That's 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 not a song you used to hear in at half eight in the morning, is it? No, that's uh, get up and get the gardening going. Yeah. Come on. All right, I'm up now. I'm up. <laughs> uh, uh, Mel in uh, Darlington said, Morning, Jason. When you were talking about dogs winking just now, I looked at my Labrador and she actually winked at me. Oh. Isn't that weird? <laughs> at that very moment, like almost like the dog was going, he's right, you know. <laughs> 
Paul McCartney strikes you as a nice fella, doesn't he? He definitely does. He does, doesn't he? I think I... Tony look a bit like him sometimes. You have got a look of McCartney. Yeah, it's the yeah. eyes, I think. Yeah, I think My you wife calls them droopy eyes. She's not, not the best company She's I've a ever charmer. heard. She's a charmer. Is it? <laughs> Wow. I think that's what I saw in a... Yes. <laughs> that's called negging. That's what that's called. That's an actual phrase. We learnt that on the show a few weeks ago, when uh, you uh, say something negative about somebody who you quite fancy, right. and then they go out of their way to uh, win you over. Well, I hope she does fancy me, because I'm married to her, so, you know... Don't matter now, you got kids. Um, yeah. got nothing to do with fancying each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that has got no bearing on your relationship thus forward. Yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney, uh, I heard this story about Paul McCartney recently, and uh, I thought it was quite nice, so I thought I'd tell you. Uh, I was in a taxi uh, in Twickenham, and uh, the cab driver, we were chatting about, uh, and I said, oh, I've been to some eel pie club or something up in, up the road in Twickenham. And he said, he said, you know, my mum, <clears throat> this driver, this driver was sort of in his 40s, he said, my mum swears she saw... Uh, the Beatles play at this little pub in uh, in Twickenham in right. the sort of mid 60s and it's become one of those stories in their in their house yeah. that they take them the mickey out of their mum about so uh, anytime anything anything comes up that's slightly false or not real it's like oh yeah it's like when mum saw uh, the Beatles at the pub <laughs> like it's, it. it's like a little pub it's not big enough you know this this pub this at the time wouldn't have been even big enough to put a full band uh, on, yeah. but they all take the Mickey out of the mum for the time she says she saw the Beatles. Um, so <laughs> this guy said he, he was like an Addison Lee driver, which is like the big taxi company in uh, in London. And uh, he one day at Fenchurch Station, a guy gets in. Uh, all right, Dev gets in. It's Paul McCartney. Yeah. And he's driving there, and he's like silent for a while. And after sort of five or ten minutes, he thinks I'm going to have to ask him because it. You know, it's been it's been a, a, a laughing. Mum's been a laughing stock for 40 years. Yeah. With her husband, with her, with her children, and now with her grandchildren. Oh yeah, yeah the time that mum saw the Beatles <laughs> in a pub. And uh, so he just said, he said, can I ask you something? He said, I, I don't usually do this, you know, being very professional. He says, but my mum swears she saw you at this certain pub in Twickenham uh, in the 60s. And we've been taking the mickey out of her for years about it. Like, we, we, we put it in cards. We, we get her pictures of the Beatles just for yeah. a laugh, you know. And Paul McCartney said, he said, you know what? He said, we did play that pub. He says, we were filming Hard Day's Night at Twickenham Studios. Um, or Help, I think, at Twickenham Studios. And, <clears throat> the, uh, and we went out for a drink afterwards. And there was a band on uh, at this pub. So all the gear was set up. And we were just having a quiet pint, and one of the singers started chatting to uh, Ringo, and uh, in the end we went, should we do a couple of couple of songs? There was about <laughs> 12 people in the pub, and so the Beatles got up, just started doing a few of their hits, and uh, and obviously this woman was one of the people oh, who, who saw it. He said, he said we didn't stick around because as we were playing the music with the doors open, lots of people started to come in and and have a look, and then there was a about. Uh, Paul McCartney said there was about 20 or 30 teddy boys turned up and wanted to give them a good kicking. Right. So they got, ended up getting out the back, okay. uh, Paul McCartney was saying. And then he said, he said, is your mum still with you? Is she still alive? He said, yeah. He said, give, let's give her a ring. So he rang the mum on the, on the on the phone there. Spoke, mum, uh, I've got someone on the phone for you. Oh, it's Paul McCartney. Starts chatting to the mum. He says, you are exactly right. We definitely did that, that uh, gig. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. Many, many years ago. And uh, he got, apparently he got the address and stuff. And a few days later, big bunch of flowers landed at, uh, at the doorstep for this woman saying, thanks for the memories. 
Paul McCartney. Oh, I love it. What a nice what story. What a guy. I've always thought he was nice. Something about him. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning. If you're up and about, uh, we will be talking. We're going to stop. We're going to stop moaning now. We're going to stop moaning about being up because we've heard Paul McCartney. We're all ready for the day. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Now, as the days are getting longer and the sun is making an appearance, we start to think about spending more time in our gardens and getting them ready for the summer. It's our sponsored bit. Uh, so today we're looking for Wix Garden Gurus. Uh, if there's someone currently outside mowing your lawn, or, well, they shouldn't be at this time, that is bang out of order, but later on in the day, <laughs> mowing the lawn, uh, laying decking or pruning your hedges, cutting your bush, whatever, uh, then honour their services, honour their service by nominating them for this prestigious title. Uh, you can give me a call if you uh, so desire on 0330-123-1215 to nominate your garden guru. They will, uh, the ones who are deemed worthy, of course, win £250 worth of Wix gift cards and you can dedicate the perfect, perfect, perfect summer song to them uh, to give them the energy to finish this job and help them do it right. So nominate your garden guru. Uh, thanks to Wix who have everything you need to get your garden ready for the summer. 8.12.15 is the text or give me a call on 0330-123-12.15. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. This morning I'm joined by Johnny Awesome, which is a great name. Thank you, mate. It is a stage name, isn't well, it? Well, I mean, you didn't, you didn't have to hold tell. back on that one. You really went for it, didn't you? Yeah. Is it was it done ironically, Johnny Awesome? I was actually given it as a nickname in a band I was in. Right. And when I started doing comedy, I just kept using I'm gonna it. I'm going to keep that name. People kind of knew me. Do you do you that. keep the uh, real name secret or? Yeah, I do yeah, actually. I like that. So get rid of that bit of paper there. And yeah, no, I, I've, no, I've no idea. I've not even googled it. So, um, yeah. I did find out that um, a great real name of somebody the other day. I'm going to have to actually Google it because so Andrew Lincoln in uh, uh, he's in The Walking Dead. You know the actor. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so Andrew Lincoln's real name. Do you know this? I'm just googling it. Cause Pete I can't. Lincoln. No, <laughs> Andrew Lincoln's real name is Andrew Clutterbuck. I had to I had to Google it because I had to make sure I was going to say it right. Right. Clutterbuck. Wow. I mean, you, that's not even a surname I've ever even heard. You'd think that you'd go with that, though, wouldn't you? Clutterbuck, yeah, you'd yeah, think you would. Yeah, if you for an audition, you'd, you'd remember. Yeah, I mean, Cumberbatch hasn't changed anything there, has he? No. He's he a wealth of complications. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Jones, he could have gone with, but no, he's kept it. Yeah. Andrew Clutterbuck. And I can't imagine it was like when he went to use it, there was another... Andrew Clutterbuck. Yeah, exactly, on, on, the, on the register, yeah, thought, on, oh, on the spotlight. I have to come up with something else now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because like other famous The Clutterbucks. Clutter I know, what a great good, name. Though, yeah, that's like a kid's storybook thing, isn't it? Yeah, it does sound like it's made up. Because <laughs> yeah. isn't Elton John, uh, is he Reg Dwight, isn't he? That's yeah. his real name. Yeah. Which I can see what's gone on there. Yeah. I, I can see what's gone I on. I think stage names are good. I think it matches my thing, because I do quite a big show on stage, and it's quite... Yeah, you know, but you're quite unassuming, so to be called awesome is quite, is quite. I quite like that because quite what? Quite, quite unassuming as a as a as a guy. You can't. It's very early. If this if this was on later on, I'd have come in like <laughs> all guns blazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think it fits. It fits what I do as a performer. I think it, it works really well. Yeah. And, uh, and it also from an, I, I used it right from the start, so I'd get introduced as that, and it was quite good because MCs would one remember it because it's dead simple of course but also they'd often say now this guy the next act is awesome and that was often when I was starting out and oh, I, I wasn't awesome yes but I got a good <laughs> intro so I thought well that's quite good I'll keep using that I like a stage name I think it's good Engelbert Humperdinck's probably yeah. my favourite yeah 
I mean, he had a normal name. His, his was Arnold Dorsey. Oh, Arnold. Arnold. Lovely. And he was like, uh, I mean, he sounds like someone who came up with that name whilst under a local anesthetic at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to go with? Uh, I hope I'm like, oh, all right, I'll just write that down. How are you spelling that? Ah, just whatever. What yeah. you want to go with? No, that is a cracker, isn't it? It's a beauty. It's a beauty. Yeah. And, and you've been doing stand-up for how long? Since 2011. Right. Yeah. And you have just reached a milestone, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of acts that will have done more gigs than this, but I worked out, because I keep a diary of my gigs, that I hit my 1,000th show wow. on Friday. If I was a proper, like, DJ, then I'd have a sound effect of, like, a, applause and, and stuff like that, but I've not got any of that Hang sort on, of stuff. Hang on, I've got something here you can use. Oh, right, you've got, cause you, oh, you've got actual again, stuff. I've got stuff Because you brought your guitar with you and a bag off. of stuff. We can have a fanfare. Oh, right, yes, I've got a little So, little uh, yeah, on Friday I worked out that right, I hit my 1,000th show. <laughs> Blow into it. It doesn't work. Oh, gosh. I've got, he's brought a toy trumpet with him and it doesn't work. <laughs> All right, you've got two toy trumpets. <laughs> well, you think the first one was Duff? Have you got a spare toy trumpet? I've got three. <laughs> really? <laughs> press, the, press the things. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's actually blowing it. Yeah, blow oh, it. Oh, I see. I was trying to do it like a proper trumpet where you put, oh, your, no. you put your lips together. No, no, no. But it's, actually, it's it, just it, a... It... Oh, do you know what? Well, that, that, that was... Uh, yeah. You've ruined this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually slick and cool, and you've spoilt it. Um, so you've celebrated a thousand gigs. I did, yeah. And I did it in a, a studio, so that was the So the you recorded it as an yeah. album. Had an audience in. Pressure. And, and did a gig. Put your pressure on yourself. Yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, basically thinking, if this isn't amazing, mm. then they're going to sit there and think, well, he's in a thousand gigs, and yeah. that's as good as you've got. If so. I did kick-ups a thousand <laughs> times, I'd be really good, so yeah. he should be amazing. It was the first time I was going to Edinburgh, and mm. it was, this was, a, you know, a few years ago. I went really quickly, so I only went and sort of did a, a week, and I did Free Fringe and tried yeah, it out yeah, and yeah. all that. And I remember I, I sort of did a bit of a sort of preview thing. I was really new, and, and my dad came, and uh, at the end he says something to me like, um, you're taking that to Edinburgh? Wow. Like, Supportive like, father. Maybe this isn't quite ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Dad will always be honest with you. They just, they just don't want you to let, let yourself down. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know how many gigs I've done. I've probably... 5,000, I guess. Exactly, I don't know. yeah. Something so like I know, that, I guess. you know, I'm aware I'm not the first one to get there. No, no, absolutely. But, it's but no, nice... it's worth celebrating, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you still celebrate your birthday just because other people have been 12 before. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> You're still allowed to go, yeah. oh, I'm 12 now. Yeah, next time an act gets uppity saying, I've done more shows than you, I'm going to say, yeah, well, do that. Samantha said to me, uh, when you were 12, and I'll just get it all mixed up. And yeah. I'll be looking at me like, all right, mate. Did he really say that? He's usually a bit more articulate than that. <laughs> uh, 81215 is the, uh, is the text. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't even start to think about how many gigs uh, I've done uh, over the years, but uh, but it's well worth celebrating. So I'm glad you did that, and I'm putting pressure you. on yourself by recording it. When I record my DVDs, I always record over two or three nights, okay, rather than just one. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, because you just can't trust yourself to not mess around or to. Uh, I mean, I remember in my first DVD that I recorded at Manchester Apollo, um, I spilt water down my. I had like a light blue shirt and I spilt water down the front and um, then we just all had to wait until it dried so we could carry on with the gig because <laughs> I couldn't have this up the little spot on the on the shirt because at some point we'd be cutting away from it and doing various things so yeah. it was pretty awkward and it would just appear and disappear yeah there was a good two nights. minutes where the audience were like ah he's joking he's going to stop doing this in a minute but nope just just fronted it out I only have one bit like that in yeah. my show 
and that was where a guy who I will I will name called Doug, mm. um, who was an audience member, just couldn't hold on to go to the toilet for 45 minutes and basically just got up and went and came back. Um, so we just waited for that. Yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. The door went. We, we heard the, <laughs> the hand dryer came out. Probably all be on the, the original, you know, tapes. I think you should include it. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, this morning joined by Johnny Awesome. Here I am. There he is, being awesome. With my trumpets that don't work. Yes, it's fine, don't worry about that. It's fine, <laughs> we'll, we'll glaze over that. I'll take it out of the podcast, nobody will ever know that your trumpets yeah. either don't work or I can't play them, whichever it is. <laughs> uh, and you brought your guitar in with you today. Yeah, it's sitting over there. And, the uh, and we spoke a little while back, didn't we, about doing some uh, jingles, just live jingles. Radio yeah. jingles in the sh- in in the studio. I reckon I could do it. Just just blag it, see how it goes. Yeah. Alright, we'll see what happens. Um, I uh, started something this week which I've never done before. Um, and weirdly, we were talking about Wix uh, Garden Gurus. I- I'm thinking about nominating myself, Johnny. I'm because... not sure you're allowed to do that, mate. Well, but, um, well I've I'll never... back you because then we can split the two fifty. Well, like everybody else in the world, I've never read the terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> so I've not. I clicked yes, but I never looked at them. <laughs> um, I uh, I went to uh, Wix and uh, and, a, and a different garden centre as well. I went to two different places. I'm not I'm not I'm not just Mr. Corporate, and. Um, and I bought uh, a load of stuff because I thought I had the kids. I thought, right, let's do some gardening. They've got a little bit of a muddy patch in the garden. Yeah. Dug it up. I had to go and buy a spade. Didn't have a spade. Um, and uh, dug it up uh, and made a flower bed, a good ten foot flower bed. Went and bought flowers and uh, and did it. Went for it. I was very quite proud of myself. I say I did it with the kids. The kids helped me for about eight minutes before right. spending the next three hours on the trampoline. But. <laughs> There, there was a lot of moral support. Yeah. Uh, but what I found interesting was this. Now, I was nervous. Go, when you ever go into any of these sort of places, uh, I think there's a slight nerves. Uh, and and I, I don't just mean garden centres and um, DIY stores and stuff like that. I'm talking mechanics yeah. and anywhere, anywhere where there's blokes being blokes. Yeah. It could be nerve-wracking. Or anywhere trendy, like a record shop. Oh, yeah, exactly. People being knowledgeable. Like you don't know your music. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I went in, and only because I'd not dressed properly, I was, my jeans were covered in mud, I'd, I'd fill for my hands from digging these, this, all the soil up. And I found I got a different level of respect, Johnny, right. that, than, I, than I was used to yeah. in those sorts of places. Yeah, I thought, this guy's not afraid to get his hands dirty. There was an element of that. There mm. was an element of that. In fact, at one point, I said to some guy, I was like, hey, mate, I'm looking for some stones. Uh, uh, for the, I was potting some plants, I need some stones uh, for the bottom of these pots. I said, I'm looking for some stones, mate. And uh, he went, oh, the, um, and he went to say the... Uh, the, the sort of fancy stones that you put on the top. You know, right. they're, uh, they're in the garden centre bit, mate. And as he went to say that, because um, the, they're the sort of the, the nice, pretty stones, as he went to say that, he spotted the dirty jeans and the filthy hands, and he went, uh, they're over in the... Well, hold on, do you want stones or gravel? Because that'll be in the uh, building supplies. <laughs> and he changed tact when he saw the filth. Yeah. I said, no, I'm after... Uh, and then I changed my voice and everything. My voice changed. <laughs> I got a bit bassier. Yeah, I'm after the... Uh, the gravel, really, mate. Uh, you know, I have a 20 mil or 40 mil. I don't even know where that came from. It just it just entered my head. Uh, I went to the building supplies bit, which is uh, was pretty exciting. But there was a lot going on, a lot going on. And uh, I felt there was a, a new level of respect, even though I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that, pe- that, that, that happens out there. Uh, Definitely. And you started to go with it. 
you just ride it. Yeah. You think, I'm, I'm getting away with you this. Were, you, were, you, were, you were making it worse, basically. I totally was. Because yeah. at one point, <laughs> if he asked me a proper question here, I've got nothing. But that's it. That's the thing, isn't it, about getting caught out in a I situation be, like that. I totally. That's the, that's, the, that's the bit that makes it exciting. Yeah, it was. There was a frisson. Yeah. Of excitement, of of me getting away. It was almost like I was playing a different character. Yeah, it was quite exciting. In a way, it's, you know, it's almost up there with being like, say, a spy. I think it's almost the same. In a way, it's not more dangerous because <laughs> those people can turn. Exactly. <laughs> if they find out you're not one of them, and they've got things like guard and forks, and <laughs> surrounded by weapons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight twelve fifteen is the text this morning. If you are up and about, come and say hello. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, Tinker. Taylor, candlestick maker. Nah, he's a good old fashioned faker. That's about me, is it? Yeah. Just because I pretended to uh, be a gardener this week in which. You were dressed up, going in there, trying to earn some brownie points off a man. That's and what it, happened. And it worked, Johnny. Well, it did, yeah. It did work. That That's what yeah. I like about it. Uh, Paul uh, Cross has uh, messaged in. He said, uh, I went to uh, B&Q. Uh, wearing a tool belt and people were falling over themselves to uh, to help him. <laughs> he said I was only wearing it because I couldn't find my normal belt because <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I didn't have like, any tools. I quite like yeah, nothing in there. It's just a belt. I quite like that. Um, uh, Shirls uh, Roper said uh, I went. Uh, I was in uh, my local garden centre. I asked a young staff member because often they don't know what they're doing either. The, no. the really young ones. No. I asked a young staff member where I could find Jasmine. He said, I don't think she works here. Which I like. I love it. <laughs> I heard a great one the other day um, from a comic jam man that said um, he asked um, someone for some butternut squash and they took him to like the Ribena section, you know, the drink section. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind me using that in there. John Man. No, yeah. he'll be all right with that. It's fine. As long as you say his name, it's totally yeah. fine. Um, so I guess we're looking for examples of, of times you uh, faked it, either yeah. uh, uh, on purpose or by accident, you just, you know, like your man who went in with a, a tool belt and, uh, you know, went, just it, it blacked it. It can get out of control, can't it? Yeah, you find yourself my, suddenly... I think my worst ever one, it really hurt. Um, I was mm. probably about, I don't know, 13, something like that. We went swimming one day, me and my mates were at the swimming baths in Derby. Yeah. And... Um, I was probably just showing off to a bit of banter about how I'd once... And how old were you, sorry? Probably 13, okay. and I think yeah, I yeah. probably piped up saying I'd, I'd like, dived off the top diving board, a, which was it's, high. It's a good age for blagging, though, isn't it, 13? Yeah. It's a good age. And my mates just called me on it. You know, my mates wow. just did that thing of, like, go on then, sort of thing. Christ. So the next thing then was to sort of, like, not bottle it and not do it, so I sort of started heading there. Off you the went, faking yeah. bit is we have to go past a lifeguard on the steps of the oh. diving boards... And he he said to me, oh, you know, have you dived before? Yeah. Imagine that. Like, you've got some wow. badges for it or something. Yeah, like so, a licence. Yeah. Like, you've got to show me your WIT certificate. Rather yeah. than say, no, I haven't, and, you know, this could potentially be dangerous and go back to my mates. I, I mean, said, that's also uh, the way out. You could have quite easily got up there. He could have said... I was faking it, mate. Oh, I was faking it. I, no, I you're said, fair I said enough. To him, I, mate, I've been there. I, I said to him, I've dived. Yeah. You know, I've dived. So I carried on up there. Um, I'll tell you how high it was. The guy blew a whistle to alert everyone in the water that below to move out of the way slash watch yes, what's about course, to happen of course yeah that's what that whistle does highlight it the clears factual. them and it also goes right popcorn here we <laughs> yeah. go so yeah I got up to the top right it was very high looking down it was high I was scared Mate, I, I was scared imagine. about it again could have gone back down couldn't I could have stopped the fake in there not at that point thought what does a proper faker do he jumps off the top board doesn't he the that's thing is Johnny you've got, you've got two options there 
you've got the falling off the board with which would you know you're gonna land in water it's gonna work but you're not gonna die if you came back down the ladders oh mate that's not even worth it no that is a that's long not even worth shame it. isn't it it's worth the jump I'm not saying it went badly, but my friend Nick Powell, uh, childhood friend, mm. said described it as from the from the pool looking up. It was like someone had thrown a frog off the top board. <laughs> <laughs> All arms and legs, and I did a belly flop. Of course, and that you is did. not an exaggeration. Uh, it was like a smack, you know. Mate, when you the yeah, it's like landing on the floor. And if you thought the uh, walk of shame back down those steps would have been bad, the sort of half. <laughs> Half swim. I don't really know how to describe it no. to the side. A painful side oh, swim. Dear. Um, oh dear. But dude. I think it probably was about the funniest thing my mates at the time <laughs> yes, had ever of seen. Of course. Yeah. And wor- so worth it. So there are dangers to faking it. There are. They're, they they yeah. can be life threatening. So eight, twelve, fifteen on the text. Uh, keep uh, your faking it stories clean. Uh, drop us a text and uh, let us know if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you've totally blagged it. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, joined by Johnny Awesome. Hello. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter and that sort of thing? At Johnny Awesome, uh, spelt J-O-M-M-Y-A-W-S-U-M for monkey. Nice, there you go. Uh, so, uh, Johnny, very funny comedian who uh, has... You've played my comedy clubs, haven't you, around the, yeah, around the country? Yeah, I've done them lots of times, very, yeah. Very funny man, so yeah. uh, keep your eye out for him. And uh, what would you describe yourself, musical comedian? Musical comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Feel good, probably. Feel good, musical comedian. I think so. All about the big show. I always found the musical comic uh, unfollowable when I was uh, on the circuit. Yeah, as, I as, do. As someone with no songs, or I do go last most of the time. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that because it's an extra thing there, you mm. know, with the music. And yeah, I'm very no, it's much hard. about getting the whole audience involved. And I'll, I'll often get somebody up, or I'll do yeah. something where the audience is, you know, doing something to do with the song with me or whatever. So it's quite a big thing to to go on after yeah definitely absolutely we've yeah. ju- we've, I mean I find it even now as uh, you know somebody who's do- who's bits and bobs on the telly and that if I'm on a on a bill with a few of the comics and there's a comic on before who's got something else either music or a trick a or dog. A, whatever or a dog I mean I would never follow a dog <laughs> I mean you're on a hide into nothing hide into nothing there <laughs> when you get on and you I remember once that the, the worst gig I ever had on the way up was a gig at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester actually which is a great club yeah. but can be a could I mean it's better now but it could be a real bear pit you know uh, on the way up and uh, I remember once getting booked for a corporate gig and I use and I would use it in inverted commas if we weren't on the radio uh, where which means you get paid slightly more but I think I was getting paid like 150 quid which at the time I was 19 I was like oh my god I've been paid 20 pounds maximum up to that point yeah and um it was a it was a gig for the daily sport newspaper you know the daily sport yeah yeah. (laughs) uh which is um I say newspaper but you know what I'm saying (laughs) and uh and so you can imagine the sort of people at that time in the very late 90s uh who uh who worked for that newspaper as well they'd been drinking all day it was hard and I they said oh just get there about half 10 because you're not on till 11 right which is late yeah, for a gig. Especially for something like that. Yeah, on, yeah. A, on like a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so I get there. <laughs> the comedy had started earlier, and the act before me was a guy called Mr. Methane. Oh, I've heard of Mr. Yes. Methane. So, yeah. green suit. Yeah. The guy essentially farts the national anthem. I mean, yeah. and other things, Like, but he basically does stuff with trumps. Yeah. So, for the whole 
His whole set yeah. is Trump's. Yeah. And uh, various... He lights one on fire. <laughs> he... Uh, like, you could be Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you could be the best comedian in the world. You ain't following that. No. You cannot yeah. follow a man who farts tunes. And Can't the be worst done. thing about that is that when you were stood there thinking that, mm. it probably just stank. A stank, and secondly, the, the only thing in my mind was I went over to the um, to the manager, uh, and uh, we went over to the to the to the tour manager, and I said, um, "Hey, mate, um, do I get to use a different microphone?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing on my mind <laughs> at the time. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio. Dawn has texted in Johnny to you. She says, 1,000th gig, congratulations. Oh, thank said. you, Dawn. That's fantastic. She says, do you still get nerves before the show after performing so many times? Uh, I do if I'm going on after Mr. Me- methane. Don't want to follow methane. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, follow that. That's what he said as he went off. He went, follow that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think the day I'm not anxious before I go on and not sort of a bit fluttery I think that's the day I would probably think I don't well, want to do Dawn says anymore. she's got a gig number 50 at the Manchester Comedy Store tonight so she's a comedian herself oh, and the nerves are her. kicking in around now which is early to be getting nervous for a gig this yeah. evening but um, well I would say this as somebody who's done about 5,000 gigs um, I would say that uh, I would quote Bob Monkhouse who used to say uh, when you stop getting nervous then stop doing it yeah and exactly I think there's a, the, 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 the nerves mean that you care. So even if there's any kids out there or people out there who are who have got a show, maybe they're performing in something, and you start getting those nerves that become a bit, I can't do it, I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to doubt myself. Always remember that getting nervous means that you care that it goes well. That's exactly it. Isn't it? So yeah. that's the way, so just go yeah. for it. I think I'd be, I'd feel really disappointed in myself if I got to a point where I didn't care. Yeah, and also, you know, the thing is with these things, you've got... The fact you're having a go, Dawn, or anybody who's having a go at yeah. performing or doing stuff, even later on in life, when you my kids go to this little dance school and they're fabulous, but some of the mums do a dance, like they learn a dance and do one, and it's at first you're like, what are they doing? Like, and then you think God, they're like 40, 50, and they're going, I'm going to learn a dance. I yeah. think there's something cool in that. I'm going to perform it in front of a load of people. Exactly. As long as they're not faking it, mate. Not faking it. Not faking it. Uh, we've got a couple of texts in from people who are faking it this morning. Uh, this was uh, from uh, from. Uh, Tom, who said, my brother once covered his knees in mud to make it look like he'd actually played a rugby match, not sat on the subs bench for the whole game. <laughs> I respect that. Love it. I respect that. And Joey Milton King says, walking out of a Monte Carlo casino, I paused by the fancy cars parked out front to find something in my bag. Then I could hear people saying, is that her car? Oh. Assuming I was looking for my keys. Yeah, love it, love it. Sometimes you have to blag. Sometimes you have to blag. Sometimes you're forced in a situation, and it might be down to I mean, there's a little bit of male pride. Oh yeah, I think comes in when you're surrounded by men who know men things. Yeah. You know, to sort of use those broad strokes. Yeah, I find it with mechanics quite a lot. Mechanics can be like if you ever go it like my, I remember one of my ex partners. I mean, God, this, we're talking like maybe 15 years ago. Um, an ex girlfriend. She knew loads about cars because her dad was a mechanic okay but whenever we went into the mechanics uh for a car problem they would always talk to me right and she was the one who knew stuff yeah yeah i think there's an element of mechanics where they just start making stuff up well it just depends whether they're a cowboy mechanic or 
I'm yet to meet an, an, un, an un-cowboy mechanic, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> if someone can point me in the right direction, that'd be great. Uh, I, no, I'm sure there's some crackers out there, but I do find, like, I think when I ring up, I have this image of the guy with a load of random words on a, on a whiteboard. Good. And, yeah. um, and also maybe a, 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 a globe. Uh, that he spins round yeah. and so you ring him up and you go hi yeah I dropped my car in the other day and just wondering what was wrong with it and he just starts going um, yeah the um, the aura the aura's gone on it uh, so that I'll need replacing <laughs> and uh, the black box uh, you know the black box on a car oh yeah 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 the black box yeah, yeah. that's gone and uh, so we'll need it and then he gets to the globe and spins it uh, so we've got to order them in from Thailand uh, <laughs> and uh, that's going to take another something else six six weeks that'll be yeah. alright fine I love it I'd like a car with an aura quite like the idea of that I just made that up but a Vauxhall aura yeah <laughs> oh I'll tell you what would be great I, I, again I just made it up but uh, a car black box like they have on an aeroplane you know so you can hear the last few moments before yeah. an accident well I've got a friend that's a policewoman mm. and she said that the cars have got a thing on then exactly what you've done so if you what? So say you went and pranged it or something, yeah. and then just returned it and thought, oh, hopefully no one will notice until th- three people later have used it or whatever. It knows when it was pranged. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know how you unprang it. No, I don't know. Try and get the black box off. <laughs> get the black box off. <laughs> It'd be great to hear the last couple of moments of an accident where, <laughs> like, you're in the middle of an argument with you. Just stop, I'm just driving. Ah, yeah. what's that? <laughs> well, we heard the black box, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 8.12.15 on the text this morning uh, I, Well we've sort of We've got two sub, uh, subjects bubbling away there We're talking about faking it Times where you faked it and, uh, and blagged it And just totally got away with it And uh, and we're celebrating Johnny's uh, Johnny Awesome's thousandth gig And uh, So if you've got any questions about performing Or you need a bit of uh, Maybe you just need two people to tell you that you can do it uh, Then drop us a text 8.12.15 on the text and uh, Or you can, always, uh, you can always give me a call as well it's always nice to talk to you. Nobody ever does. I don't know why I bother, but I'll read it out anyway. Give me a call if you fancy. 0330 123 1215. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. So Michael Simpson uh, sent me a message. He said, uh, pencil behind your ear and paint on your or, or grubby top with a paint-stained jeans automatically gets a till opened up for you at B&Q every time without Lovely. fail. Lovely. It's worth doing. It's worth yeah. faking it. Every so often, if you if you're out if you're out and about, yeah, the pencil's good in it. That Simple. pencil behind the ear, yeah. No, I like that. I like I'm a big that fan of that. Um, I always Gina says I always go to the builders' merchants uh, in my dad's high vis jacket and my mucky boots from walking the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I'm never worried about any of this stuff, but now it's in my head. A bit. Now it's in your head. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, you don't want to go too far. With it, you know, no. you don't want to. You don't want to get to a point where other customers are asking you for help. That's not. That's not <laughs> a good. Work in there. That's not a good place to be in. Yeah, I have had that, of course. I always, I'm always insulted as well. I don't know why. There's something about someone coming up to you in like Next or Tesco or whatever and going, "Hey, mate, uh, where's this?" You're like, "What? I'm not. I don't work here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 35." But that's slightly different for you, isn't it? Oh, that's like, yeah. that's like you going. Actually, it's going pretty well. <laughs> yes, I've done the Royal Variety. <laughs> I really insulted. I don't know if you've heard of a, a musical called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> You'll find them in the lead role, my friend. And the Satsumas are aisle two. So. I do. I mean, I used to work in a shop, so they did used to. I do. I used to get wound up a lot by customers. So I see it now. I'm very sympathetic towards yeah, the people. Yeah, I work quite like working in a shop retail. myself. But I, the only thing I didn't like was the public came in. Yeah does annoy you doesn't it it's great isn't it for that first hour when you just tied it up they're neat they just mess it all up 
Yeah, no, I no my, my, the worst question uh, that I ever got asked at work. And in fact, we do this. This is quite a good one. Let's do this as a let's 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 we'll drop faking it, right? This is my new subject that I'm going to do. Let's jingle it. I'm going to oh, do the what's new the one. Subject? The subject is um, the 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 things that people ask you or say to you at work over and over and over again. To them, it's the first time, but to you, you've heard it a million yeah. times. So when I used to work in a shop, I would get this. Um, Someone, someone would say, uh, "Hi, mate. Uh, have you got this T-shirt in a large?" You go, uh, "Sorry, there's none. There's none left." And they go, "What? None at all?" That'd be the next. None at all. I'm like, "What is that? Is that different from none? Is it?" I'll just go and check in the at all cupboard, shall I? It's a code. Oh yeah, the at all cupboard. I'm yeah. gonna have a little look in there. But you find yourself doing it yourself. Like you'll, you'll go, um, like as you're coming out of. Uh, you know, you're sort of, sort of, you you pay for something at the till and it doesn't work. You go, oh, is that free then? Is that free? Yeah. <laughs> and you can see the woman behind the till going, you know, I've heard that a million times. I, I used know. to um, wander into a flat late when I've been to the pub. Uh, not a flat, sorry. Near my flat, um, mm. a little shop that would be open to a late. And I'd say, like, oh, have you got any ice? Because I was thinking I'm going to make some drinks when I get in. Mm. And they'd go, no. And then I would always go, like, have you got any in the back? And one day after doing that quite a lot of times to go in, there is no bank. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. You're we're, in the shop, mate. We're a shop front. Yeah. That's, that's all we've got. Uh, so 8, 12, uh, 15 on the text. So you're in, you're in your workplace and it's the jokes and the and the, the lines that customers say to you over and over and over again. 8, 12, 15. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Don't you just hate it when people ask you stuff over and over and over again? I love it. We've got a li- we've got live jingle machine. There we go. I'm, I'm into it. Uh, Johnny also joins us this morning on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're talking. Um, we've just started talking about uh, when you're when you're in a job and people say the same things to you all the time. I mean, what we get, of course, Johnny, as as, as comedians, is uh, tell us a joke then. Yeah. Tell off stage. Off stage. Are you funny off stage as well as on stage? I, I just say no. I go, no, I'm terrible. I'm proving that now. <laughs> <laughs> terribly, I'm terribly dry. Um, yeah, you get that quite a lot. I remember once at a, um, a, a, a do, and I'm eating, I was about to do some stand-up, but you had dinner first. This was the last time that I um, sat and ate dinner with the people that I was about to perform it to. And, um, and this guy goes, uh, you're not very really funny off stage, are you, mate? I said I've got a mouthful of lamb. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah, I've done that once actually. It's funny you should say that. Yeah. The last time I did, and I don't do it. No, sit never and eat with sit, the people. Never sit with them. Oh, it's ramping up the pressure by the mouthful. The other thing, of course, what happens is you often get old fellas who go, uh, like, you'll do a works do for some somebody, and then uh, you'll be sat around the table and they'll go, "Hey, I've got a joke for you," and you're like, "Don't." I don't want to hear your jokes because I've got jokes yeah. and if you tell me one of your rubbish ones it'll push one of my good ones out of my head and then they'll end up saying something horrendously offensive yeah and you know you'll be sat there and they'll they'll go uh, so there's a, there's a black guy an Asian guy a lesbian and I go mate it's 2016 <laughs> I don't know when you last went to a comedy club but these aren't the jokes we tell anymore yeah <laughs> The, the best thing about that is that they think that you're just going to be like really great, like happy and oh, excited thanks, and mate. grateful yeah. and go and do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Al in Sunderland, uh, Peter Kay has ruined his life. He's a taxi driver. Every time somebody gets in the car now, what time do you start? What time are you on still? Being busy. Yeah. Can't help it. Every yeah. single time. Like they're the first person who said it. Uh, yeah. Also, people say to him, um, is taxi driver your full time job or have you got another one? Imagine <laughs> that would be annoying, wouldn't it? Imagine a catchphrase Actually, that's ruined your life. We keep talking about the Frog in Manchester, but it is a it is a good gig. It's a great comedy club, um, you know, well known club. But I um, I did a set there the other night, and it went really, really well. I like 
I was on last. I felt like I really stormed it's it. It's totally all right to say that about I, yourself I came, as well. I came off. <laughs> no, but there's a point, point to it for the <laughs> no, story. I'm joking, I'm joking. And um, I came off and I was selling some CDs and, you know, it was very buzzing. Mm. A guy came up and said, oh, can, can I just ask something? And uh, I said, yeah. And he said, um, and he wasn't, like, yeah, having a go. No, no. He, but he said, oh, just, we were just talking and stuff. Um and sort of settle an argument for us, that kind of thing. Um, what did you do for your job? Wow. I was like, that! Like this, what you <laughs> just watched. <laughs> that, mate! And on a, on a, you know, on a, if it had been like a rubbish gig, I might have gone like, well, you know, I get... I said, what, what do <laughs> well, you mean what did you do for my job? That! Because when, when you compare a gig, yeah. what, what would happen quite a lot is, so I used to do a lot of comparing, a comedy store, Jonglers, Up the Creek, uh, Frog and Buckets, The Stand, you know, I'd, I'd, so I'd do all over the country. I'd always be an MC because I'm friendly and I'm quite, you know, I'm jolly and I like chatting to people and I genuinely, you know, I like the audience. And uh, and often people after people would go, "Hey, mate, you're you're good. You should be a comedian as well." <laughs> yeah. Even though I've done more yeah. work I've than the actual it. comics, I've you should be a comedian as well. They say, uh, like you're just a funny barman just wandered should, up. Yeah. I think the other one is they go, um, "You should get them to let you have a go." <laughs> <laughs> Even though you've probably done more stage time yeah, that night than everybody exactly. else. Uh, Lee in Chorley, he's a massage therapist. Um, he uh, he gets a, a bet your wife loves you quite a lot yeah. from massage. But I mean, she should anyway, to, irrespective of his job. Yeah, definitely. Um, June O'Mara, she works in, ho- in a home store ironing the bed linen for the display. People walk past her and say, you can do mine if you want. Oh, crikey. <laughs> I mean that happens a lot, isn't it? When you ever see anyone, like every time I mow the lawn uh, out front or wash the car, the amount of people who walk past and go, uh, "Hey, you could do mine after." <laughs> <laughs> you should turn up with all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And do it badly. <laughs> <laughs> Cut their hedge into some sort of offensive shape. <laughs> uh, Chris uh, from uh, Nottingham. He's also one of those people who asks uh, if an item is free if it doesn't scan. I mean, that, it's those repetitive jokes in a workplace that you need to just... Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> uh, so 8, 12, 15 on the text uh, if you want to join in. Just you're in, you're in your workplace and it's the repetitiveness of, uh, of customers or people around you who think it's hilarious. Or give me a call. Tell me about it. Give us a proper moan. 0330 123 1215. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Mark from uh, Kent has. Uh, I was, I was, I'm always surprised by how jolly that uh, bit of music is at, uh, at uh, ten o'clock. Uh, Mark from Kent has texted me. He says, uh, "I work in car sales. We have to ask customers if their uh, car has ever been used uh, as a taxi. You know, part exchange car." Has it ever been used as a taxi? Always get only for the kids. Seconds yeah. later, I politely laugh for the millionth time. <laughs> it's that moment, isn't it, where you've got to do the little laugh. Uh, Johnny Awesome joins me this morning as we're going through these uh, sort of... I mean, would you even call them jokes? Things people say to you in your workplace that you've heard a million times. Uh, Ed from Worcester. I'm a gas man. All I get all day when I'm digging out gas leaks is, do you have a light, mate? Have oh. you hit Australia yet? If you find any gold, it's mine. <laughs> Who are these people? He needs to get a sign. If he's if he's there doing that, yeah. he should have a sign like you know in the film Wayne's World. There's a thing on the wall, and it's like a bit. Get someone picks up a guitar to try it, and they start to play Stairway to Heaven, and the guy like, stops him and he yeah. points to the sign that just says No Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs do. to start adding all these things to his sign next to where he's digging up the gap. Do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Whitney in Oxfordshire says uh, lines. Uh, customers use in a futile attempt to be funny. As a hairdresser, I will never tire of the what are we doing with your hair today? Cutting it. 
That's that's just full on. Wow. Straight in. Yeah, there's no banter there, is there? Wayne in Sheffield says, I deliver parcels for a living. I always get... That's not a bomb, is it? (laughs) Crikey. Things have changed. (laughs) Crikey. That's a sign of the times. Uh, Leah says, when I was younger, I worked in a cafe that served fish and chips. People would always say, uh, I asked for fish, not a whale. (laughs) <laughs> Still cringe every time I hear that line. Uh, I've, ne- I've never heard that line before. No. I- I'd actually use that. I quite like that it's quite one. Funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. This is the I know. Unless it's really I big, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I like it, though. I quite that one. Yeah. Uh, Jason, I worked in a coffee shop whilst doing my degree. Oh, this is the classic, Johnny. I worked in a coffee shop whilst doing my degree. I'd ask the customer if they took sugar. What do you think they said? No thanks. I'm sweet enough. Who is still telling that joke thinking it's never been said before? That should be banned, that. I think that's a punchable offence, that joke. And I'm talking even if you know some it. more classics like that. Yeah, that's what we're after. 8, 12, 15 on the text. Those lines that make you feel a little bit violent. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. It's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Joined this morning by Johnny Awesome. Uh, we're talking uh, jokes that you've heard a million times in the workplace uh, from people, uh, customers who think they're saying it for the first time. It happens a lot. Uh, Fiona in Brentwood has got one of the weirder jobs I've heard. She says, hi, Jason, I cast babies' hands and feet. Have you seen this? That This is a thing where you, you they sort it. put it into... Have you done it? Yeah. Have you got a cast of your child's... My mum's got it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't want it in your own house. Yeah, it's yeah. Slightly, slightly odd, isn't it? Just sat on the th- amount of peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mum likes it. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a mum thing. Yeah. I, I, I never got it done for myself. It's but we sort got of a fossil. It's sort of it a weird, decapitated baby's hand on the mantelpiece. Oh, hang on, I think maybe we're talking about different things. Are I'm we talking, talking about, about the imprint. Oh, no. I th- Well, maybe. Maybe we are. The imprint's fine. Yeah, I'm talking about the imprint. Oh, they're like, fine. A bit like the uh, Hollywood... Yes. Hollywood. Oh, no, that's totally fine. That's yeah. totally normal. I've got, thi- I've got uh, thumbprints of all my children on, in a, on a little... Uh, uh, necklace Please, thing, which uh, is cute. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> one of them looks like a criminal. Um, but, um, no, I'm talking about the ones that are, like, at their full hand, like, oh, holding your hand. No, I haven't or... done that. Mm, not I sure about that. One. Anyway, not, not, to, not to belittle that job. Um, when I used to do craft fairs, they'd... Bu- this is Fiona. Uh, when I used to do craft fairs, they'd bus in loads of pensioners, and every time, at least one would point at their husband and say, you wouldn't want to do his feet... <laughs> And walk off cackling, <laughs> which I think is quite sweet. Or the younger blokes would ask, uh, "Can you uh, cast anything?" Wink, oh, wink. I was waiting for that. One. Yeah. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, it would, but won't cost a lot because I charge by the inch." <laughs> she says, "I saw you in Chitty on Wednesday uh, in Southend, and I loved it. You should do that more. You should do more of it." <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Like that someone was uh, doing their, you know, their own joke back there. Like oh, there's a good one here. Chris from Leeds has sent one, and he said. Jason, I worked on a post office counter for nine years and I used to get customers coming in and asking, do you sell stamps? Classic. So much that I used to turn to the person that sided me and say, Rich, do we sell stamps? <laughs> yeah. That's great, right? Yeah, rub it right back in their yeah, face. Yeah, work with it. Alex, in, with it. Alex in Oldham says, that I'm a psychiatric nurse and when I tell people they invariably joke, uh, you need to see me, I'm mental. I'm so bored of the comments. She's got a line back where she says, now, uh, we don't treat predictable people. 
Whoa. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Burn. Bang. Ooh, yeah. bang that. Drop Put that in pipe and smoke it. Yes, follow that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, work, uh, I work at a chemist, and uh, one of the many annoying answers for the question when handing in a prescription, uh, we ask, uh, would you like to wait while I make up your prescription, or will you call back? The customer answers, no, I don't want to wait. I want it now. It's only some tablets off the shelf. That's not really a joke. That's just somebody who yeah. wants to not wait. But I was <laughs> the reason I mentioned it, it was because I went into my chemist the other day near the house and um, on the thing it said they've got, they've got a sale on in the chemist and I, I, it just made me laugh because I thought <laughs> who's coming here for like bargains yeah. in a chemist you've either got something that you need fixing exactly who's going hey have you seen these chlamydia pills I mean it's almost worth having it they're so cheap <laughs> It's worth having it. <laughs> Good week to be ill, though, on a sale week. Absolutely. That's what I've always said. That's, a, that's, a, that's an old classic, and you always hear. If you're going to be ill, be ill on the week of the sale and the, co- and the chemist. <laughs> chemist, yeah. It's almost like you're, if you're on, you're at the hospital and you, uh, the doctors, you're all like, I'm really not well. Well, you've got bad news and good news. <laughs> the bad news is you're not going to be here long, but good news is sale on. Yeah. Sale on, on all the Beautiful. tablets. 8-12-15 on the, on the text. Richard B. Uh, says he's a doctor. Um... And he gets uh, these these questions quite a lot. Who do you see when you're ill? <laughs> uh, I, or, I know you're off duty, but do you mind looking at something? That must be annoying at parties and stuff. My uh, father-in-law is a doctor, and oh, I right. actually just do do that, without yes. any banter. Like, we were actually on a family holiday once, and I was convinced I had tonsillitis. I was coming down with tonsillitis, and he sat me down and you know put a, a spoon in my mouth to hold my tongue. And I looked at him, and now you're fine. Come on, let's go on holiday. Brilliant. I've done it. Free doctor. That's Great. all right, though, if it's Great. family. That's fine. That's yeah. totally fine. Uh, 8 12, 15 on the text this morning. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. 8 12, 15 is the text this morning. Uh, people getting really hot under the collar this morning <laughs> about um, about people uh, just saying the same things to them at work over and over again. Um, Jay from Corby says, My dad used to be an undertaker. People often say to him, That's a dead-end job. Imagine how many times he's heard that. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I yeah, bringing you bringing your work home with you, that's that sort of thing. <laughs> Once someone nicked the hu- nicked the hearse and ram raided a chemist. The policeman, even the policeman, said this was a grave offence. I mean, if the if coppers are doing it, we're all on a kind of. They need to ram raid the chemist anyway. There's a sale on. Yeah, exactly. So pointless. Just waste two for one. <laughs> Uh, 8 12 15 uh, on, on the text Stu says I'm a window cleaner I always get uh, oh I'll have to do the inside now <laughs> oh dear <sighs> someone's got a sign here I've seen got oh, a right. nice email in from Chad in Northwich thanks Chad he's saying he saw a guy with a sign he was painting railings and on the sign it said yes I know I've missed a bit and yes it is like painting the fourth bridge Wow, <laughs> really angry. That's great. I well, I mean, like... I read it like that. It could have been a different font. It could have been. It could have been, could have been a friendlier tone. Could be Comic Sans. She's <laughs> always a jolly font, isn't it? I don't uh, think he painted the sign. <laughs> that would, that would that'd be what I'd ask. I'd walk up with his witty sign and say, "Did you paint that sign?" Yeah. I'd be... <laughs> Liz says, uh, "I work in a pharmacy and always get asked if I get any free samples of Viagra." I mean, who are these people? <laughs> Why would you ask that? <laughs> That's a wit. That is what. Can you just buy that in a chemist now? Yeah. I mean, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> is that a thing out there? My favourite. My favourite joke, sir. Let me tell you my favourite joke. Let me just clean it up a bit for the radio. <laughs> fella goes in. Old fella goes into the chemist and he says, um, "Do you sell Viagra?" <laughs> I don't know. I can tell. No, it'd be fine. He says, "Do you sell Viagra?" He says, "Yeah, we can. Uh, we do. Yeah." He says, "Can you get me a tab- tablet and chop it into quarters?" He said, "He says, oh, I can, 
but a quarter of a tablet will do nothing uh, for the for your bedroom activities. He says, what are you on about? I'm 90 years old. I just need it so I can uh, I don't wee on my slippers. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very hard to clean that joke up. All the way through, my mind was going, um, I'm not sure this yeah. ends well, Jason. <laughs> I think it wants to fair there. <laughs> it really was, yeah. Uh, Budgie from Worcester. Um, when they ask in a supermarket, um, when I asked us, do you want uh, help with your packing? Um, they say, uh, what, are we going on holiday? Oh, my God, who are these people? <laughs> And that one, the easy one, that one is just to go totally straight and go, yes. Yes, I do, yeah. Yes, we are going on holiday. <laughs> yeah, come on. And just, you know, look at them straight in the eyes. <laughs> Jason, I work as a sales assistant and customers always seem to forget how to use a card machine. Frequently asking, uh, do I just stick it in? To which I often reply, you can buy me dinner first. Which is good if you, you're getting gags back. And that one's from David Brandt. <laughs> I know it in, really uh... was. <laughs> and uh, Kirsty from Newcastle uh, has ventured into a new phenomena based on this subject. Uh, Jason, what's even worse is when you start saying these lines yourself, even though you know that it makes you sound a bit of a doofus. Right. A total cringe moment for me. Uh, the young lad across the street was cleaning and polishing his car. Me and my husband were walking past, and I said, you can do ours next. <laughs> he smiled awkwardly. My husband just looked at me, shook his head, and mouthed, why? <laughs> We've all been there. Eight twelve fifteen is the text. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. I've just read one of these texts that's come in about jokes that you say to people mm -hmm. that they've heard a million times that I've done and thought I was being funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this 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 topic has backfired. Let's hear it. Um, Linda Gallagher said, um, "I'm a post lady, and I always get asked. I hope they're not or told. I hope they're not bills." <laughs> I, I've actually said that to my postman quite a couple of times. Oh dear! <laughs> I hope they're not bills, mate. And to be fair to him, he always goes, "Oh well, yeah." <laughs> he's got nothing. <laughs> he's got nothing because he's heard it a million times. I didn't realise. I can only apologise to Doug, my postman, for saying that joke. I knew that was one of those. Did, did you? you? Did you not know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. We all do it then. We all, we all just do it. Do it. Liam in Wally Range says, I'm a firefighter. Yes, I slide down a pole. Yes, I have got a cat out of a tree. No, I'm awful at snooker. <laughs> They're the questions they get asked. I thought it was cards they played. I guess it cards. depends on the on the, <laughs> on the the individual. Let's get, let's get down into this. Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I quite like the idea that you have got a list of answers to questions that you always get asked. Uh, this is. A, I used to go to school with a bloke who was very tall. He had a T-shirt with on the front that said yes I'm very tall and on the back said no I don't play basketball <laughs> I kind of like that preempting yeah. the question I'm, I'm, I'm into that and yeah. uh, um, before we do our Wix Garden Guru uh, Baggy Mick says hi guys um, he says would you spin me a disc please which I don't know what he thinks modern radio is but um, I can press play we'll have a go. Uh, I am celebrating just completed a jigsaw puzzle in six weeks the wife said, what's so good about that? I said, it had one to two years on the box. Mm. Hey, mix on one. Whoa, Fair whoa, play Mick. to you, Mick. I, mean, I respect that. I respect that little gag there. Uh, 8, 12, 15 on the text. We've only got about uh, half an hour left, but uh, why don't we do our uh, Wix Garden Guru this morning? Earlier on in the show, I asked you to nominate someone who you thought uh, deserved 250 quid's worth of Wix vouchers and a song and us spinning a disc for you. So uh, we've got Lexi from Hull. Good morning, Lexi. Hi, good morning. How are you? 
I'm fine, thank you. Lovely, lovely. So you're in Hull, and who would you yep. like to nominate this morning? Um, it would be my father-in-law, Jim. Oh, good old Jim. What, what, why is Jim so good at this gardening lark? Um, well, he's fixing everything for us. The uh, the gent who lived here before thought he was a bit of a handyman. Yes. And uh, the uh, the fence and the decking, it's oh. all, all very bodged. So you moved into a house that somebody who thought they were a bit of a DIYer has done all. Yep. Oh, yep. I've been there. I've been in that situation. You're just finding stuff all the time, aren't you? Yeah. You turn a light switch on downstairs job. and the bathroom taps come on or something. It's just... Yep. Oh, Lexi, what a nightmare. But the but the father-in-law, Jim, he's sorting it all out for you. He is. God love him. OK, well, I'll send you 250 quid's worth of Wix vouchers. And uh, what song would you like to play for Jim? Um, a Town Called Malice, please. A Town Called Malice. Jim wants the jam. Yeah. All right. Yeah. OK, thanks, Lexi. All right, thank you. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. There's a great story in the paper this week, Johnny, uh, about um, the Americans are up in arms. They're up in arms. And that, uh, and obviously in America, that's a genuine phrase, uh, because they are armed. <laughs> uh, but the Americans are uh, up in arms because Coronation Street is now no longer available. They're taking it off. They're taking it off. There was a... a the TV company called Hulu mm. that used to show Hollyoaks and Coronation Street and they've taken it off and uh, the Americans who knew the Americans even watched our delightful uh, soaps who I saw that? it they've been crying out on Twitter I quite they like the idea without it mate I quite like the idea of them like genuinely well where am I going to find out about Audrey I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting really angry about it because I imagine they'll be a few years behind she's as well still in it, Audrey? hey man do you do we free Deirdre or not? Because they won't be up to date either. Free Deirdre Rashid, man. This is really working for me. This is really... I'm feeling that. <laughs> Fred Elliott, I love that guy. I think the Deirdre Rashid thing could be like the uh, the Stephen Avery thing, making a murder. It could get that big. <laughs> hey, we're taking this all the way to the White House. <laughs> Obama has mentioned it. Free Deirdre Rashid. <laughs> These are terrible accents we're doing, aren't they? I mean, well, I speak for myself, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we did say Australia, didn't we? Yeah. So, no. um, and uh, and of course, uh, uh, Alan Cochran, who you can hear on uh, Frank Skinner's very funny uh, man. show on a Saturday, very funny comedian, uh, lives near me, actually, in Manchester. Uh, lovely guy. But well, he's just got a part in Corrie. Yeah. He's about to be... Talking about timing. I know. I, I'm, and and got, he'd be gutted. I think there's a good chance he was about to break America. <laughs> that's why I did it. Yeah. I think I, I heard him talking about it in the green room at the store one night, saying, um, well, I go to, you know, Coronation Street, that gets beamed to America. Who, via Hulu. Next thing, I'm going to be, like, the biggest Alan in America. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's his plan. That's not a bad shout. I mean, he's already uh, Yorkshire, isn't he? So, I mean, you can easily slip him into Game of Thrones. He's in there. Because they've all got that sort of accent yeah. going on, haven't they? You yeah. know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah. They've got that going on. You know it's nothing, Deirdre. <laughs> you I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. That's out next week as well for the new series of Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh, we like that. It's exciting. I um, I put I was up, put put forward for a part in uh, Game of Thrones. I didn't get it, but, you know. The last... Um... They were looking for somebody funny, uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> a northern they wanted a northern accent and uh, it was somebody who was going to be funny on a beach that's all I know about that was the only thing that was put in the uh, synopsis and uh, not only did I not get it they, did, they didn't even ask me to come <laughs> and I practice did, um, an ad the other day uh, it's on my site I won't name the brand but um, big ad and uh, it was me and Hodor 
oh, from right. Thrones, yeah. So it was the two of us on set, and I, I love, I love the show. So it's so fun to do that and yeah. be next to him. Amazing. I mean, I'm not sure they cast me as Jon Snow. If you watch the ad, see what I do. I basically played a guy that was the CGI part of the cow. <laughs> and the joke was that they turned the CGI off, and I was still there in my like costume with Hodor. That that was the joke. Oh, that's funny. It worked really well. That but he was. Uh, yeah, Where can we see that? Guy. It's on my website, so johnnyawesome.com. It's on. Uh, Let's have a little nosy. A bit it. of that, yeah. What about the cat at the beginning? When am I going <laughs> to see that guy again? <laughs> and Kev Webster, man, and Mike Baldwin, Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, Rolling Stones on Absolute Radio. Uh, Johnny Awesome joins me this morning. Uh, we've been talking uh, Corey uh, being taken away from the Americans. They're not. They're no longer going to do it. We got a jingle, John. Yeah, let's do one. Cool. Americans are all such positive folks. There ain't much gives them the hump. But if you take away their coronation street, well, then they'll be as mad as Trump. Nice. Soon to feature Alan Cochran. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, thanks for all your texts this morning. We got uh, we got absolutely loads in there this morning. When I, well, sometimes when you uh, just get into somebody's head, which is uh, we've been talking all morning. You'll be able to hear it on the podcast and stuff of uh, those things that people say at work that do your head in. And I've, I've enjoyed quite a lot of them coming in. Uh, Dave, although some of them I disagree with, like Dave Moody uh, messaged me on Twitter. He said uh, he's a train manager. Someone buying a train ticket, they always say, I don't want to buy the train, mate. When you tell them the price. Whoa. But those prices are really high. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. Maybe that's not a joke. It is a good point, you know. Maybe that. Yeah. I, I do get wound up on the train quite a lot. Um, I'm a childminder, uh, says Annie. Uh, I'm a childminder. Often have three little ones. Constantly get. You've been busy. <laughs> You've been busy. You got her hands up. But that is actually two less children than I have. So again, that joke <laughs> makes no sense to me. I'm like sometimes when I drop my little boy off at nursery. Um, there are less children in the nursery than I have created. <laughs> it's kind of a weird situation to be in. You're like, oh, and you've got three members of staff. Yeah, hands on. <laughs> uh, so where can we keep up with your stuff, uh, Johnny? My website's johnnyawesome.com. Yeah. My surname, Awesome, is A-W-S-U-M. Crazy. So You're crazy. Different. You yeah. are crazy. Johnnyawesome.com or cool. Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, and we've uh, we've recorded a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, you did very well, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just while did those songs were well. playing then, um, and the ads and stuff, uh, me and Johnny did a little. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say duet because I don't really sing, but well, you became a live music video here yes. in the studio. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, so pop, you were, you became a pop video. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty honoured to be included, to be honest. Uh, so that'll go up on the uh, Facebook page of uh, Absolute Radio, and after I've seen it. Uh, possibly mine as well depending on uh, <laughs> just how knackered I look um, fat uh, double chins uh, how the lighting is and how ridiculous I look but depending on all those things it will also end up on my Facebook as well oh here's hoping <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, Johnny thanks for joining us mate thank you it's been great fun really it's fun it's flown by yeah it does go fast I think it really has I mean it does for us I don't know maybe it drags uh, if you're listening but well, um, if so mode next week in the first section of the show <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> Exactly. So thanks for joining. Johnny Awesome joining us this week. As you say, you can follow him on his website and his Twitter and all that sort of palaver. I have got uh, one more week left in Southend upon Thames Estuary. Uh, and uh, I'm down here for another week at the Cliffs Pavilion doing chitty chitty bang bang. And then I finish for the summer. And I've got to try and start making my own breakfast because <laughs> Phil Jupiter has been making mine for the last uh, three months, which has been fabulous. Uh, after 11 o'clock, uh, Chris Martin uh, is covering uh, for Sarah Champion. Not that one. 
not that Chris Martin a different Chris Martin I'm sure he's probably now like we've been talking about this morning heard that joke a million times yeah well it's a good thing to finish on <laughs> yes I think so I was just being topical Chris I wasn't having a go uh, so he's uh, he joins us at 11 o'clock uh, on Absolute Radio I will see you next week hope you have a lovely week bye bye Jason Manford Absolute Radio